This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I am awake. Hey, it's Friday. A three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Labor Day weekend is here. Labor Day weekend. There's bound to be traffic, you know, because it's Labor Day weekend and everything. Labor Day is Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Grilling. I'm just waiting for a hot dog. Summer is officially over. We're going to take a little family vacation of our own. Happy Labor Day. It's showtime. Oh, yeah, Friday. A little better than most Fridays because you know you're going into it not having to go to work until Tuesday. A lot of us, yeah. Beginning of the Labor Day weekend, it is also Friday, the first day of September. It's Open Phones Friday. It's Bronco Friday. Damn it. Son of a gun. What? Well, it's it's Bronco Friday, and I totally, yesterday, was, okay, I got to get my Bronco football gear out so that I can wear it to work on Fridays before a game. And you didn't, right? Completely forgot. Completely forgot. At least, hey, look, our, our producer at least remembered. Well done. Yeah, I completely forgot. Derek's got a big Boise State shirt on. So now I have to re reassess, and I'll start wearing my stuff um, during home opener weeks. Yeah, why not? Which is next week. In um, Central. Did you see what they did last night? Yeah, I don't know. It's too early in the season to Good see grief. how horrible Kent State is. <laughs> Or if University of Central uh, Florida really is that good, but uh, UCF absolutely destroyed Kent State last night, fifty-six to six, and it wasn't that close. <laughs> it wasn't even as close as fifty points. Yeah, it it, it didn't seem. If you watched Let's any see. of that, I gave up at halftime, but it didn't even seem do, it was that close. Do you think this is a balanced attack? They had fourteen points in the first quarter, fourteen points in the <laughs> second quarter, fourteen points in the third quarter, and any guesses? 14 points in the, in the last, four, if my in, math is in correct. In the fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty good, uh, you know, that's pretty good production. That will be the team that Boise State will be playing next week at home for the home opener. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news for those of you who want to go to the game. We will have tickets to give away all <sighs> next week, beginning Tuesday, not Monday. Because they they won't let Chris and I come to work. We want yeah. to come to work Monday. We we begged, we pleaded, we said please. We really want to come. No, we're not, we're not allowed have, to be in the building. On they Monday. have two things this year. You'll want to look for one is better lighting because they switched to LED, and did, apparently they're very cool. Did you did you see any of the uh, examples yeah. of the LED lighting they were showing on social media when it was blue? Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, so they that's the change. I I couldn't understand what the change was, but now I understand because and they're going to light those uh, for like the night before games. Yep. So tonight. I mean, there's high school football there anyway, but they're going to light it up uh, tonight, and they'll light it up for every championship by every Boise State team. And let's see what else. Oh, when, when we get like an NCAA bid in basketball or any other sport, or we get uh, chosen for a uh, a bowl game, they're going to light them up for that. But they can also be computerized and, after and, every win, and controlled yeah. so that they can have light shows. So that's a different, the other the other lights that we had before this that were not LED. Right. You could just turn them on or turn them off, and that was all you could do with them. These you have different colors, and, different things you can do, and, and these different are, ways to program them. So it's going to be pretty cool. These are purposefully low uh, glare too. 
being LED lights. And the other thing we've got is a big new screen in the south end zone that really dwarfs the one that's in the north end zone. The 11th largest football screen in college football. Big TV. So across all of the screens across college football, Boise State now has the 11th biggest screen. Owe it to ourselves to find the other 10. That was the other uh, complaint that a lot of people had with the small screen. And and you saw when they installed the screen, they actually put a screen on the big screen, the size of the old screen. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it took up one-tenth of the size of the screen. And a lot of complaints people had was, why do we even have a screen? Because if you're on sitting well, on the far end of the field, you can't see anything on that the, screen. The south end is, is the one that's open, but it doesn't look open because that screen makes mm-hmm. it look closed. Uh, huge thank you to the Malaluka family because yeah. their donation of $4.5 million is what paid for that yes. screen, which, by the way, I wanted that big screen in my backyard till I found out it cost $4.5 million, and <laughs> that now, was I, from, uh, now I don't want that big screen Frank anymore. Frank Vandersloot, who is the richest man in the state of Idaho, by the way. So, you know, thanks, Frank. Frank also responsible for putting together every year the largest fireworks display West of the Mississippi. I don't know if a lot of people knew this. This is, I mean, this is bigger than in L.A. It's bigger than in Seattle. The I, the one that they do in Idaho Falls mm. is the biggest fireworks display. And once again, it's sponsored by Maluka every year. They pay for it. Is the largest display wow. west of the Mississippi, and it's right here in Idaho. They so get, they get people, you know, traveling from as far away as like Pocatello to see it. There's people that travel as far away as Boise. I got to tell you that oh, okay. go to see it. Uh, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about on Fridays. Could be about stuff we talked about earlier in the week. Maybe you want to uh, talk about uh, stool, uh, school debt forgiveness for college <laughs> loans uh, that let's we talk talked about, about Let's talk about yesterday. stool. That'll be fun. Uh, we can talk about stool if you want to talk about that. Um, I don't also, want to. If, if, don't, well, it's not about you on, if on it, Fridays. If, if it comes uh, when I say it's about you, I'm talking about the listeners, I, not I, you and I. Know, I. I know. Oh, okay. I, you, you just said that you didn't want to talk about it, and that's why I was saying it doesn't matter what you want to talk about. It's I see, listener. right. Yeah. Um, KBY Sweet Deal comes your way, as it does on all Fridays. Uh, we've got a uh, new Sweet Deal. Haven't had before. It's a chance to take advantage. My guess is, even though we haven't had this before, this is going to sell out really quickly. Holy cow, with two locations, Nampa and an Eagle, craft beers, craft burgers, and fries, all sorts of amazing and delicious appetizers, things so, you're not going to find at a lot of other restaurants that you visit. So not Indian food, though, huh? No. Okay. Uh, so if you want to uh, enjoy that, we have it going for sale, as usual, beginning at 9 o'clock. All right? 9 o'clock sharp. You go to KBY.com, click on the Sweet Deal link. You can get that $50 gift certificate. Don't forget, there are deals still available. You can check those out right now at KBY.com. Uh, um other things this morning that you want to talk about, that's what it's all about on Open Phones Friday. I, I, I get it. You might not be able to call. You're also allowed to email us, chris and at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow in the football game? Yeah, if you want to talk to, about that, we let can. Let me hear your predictions. Um, I know what uh, I am predicting that I want to see. However, that's my heart. My mind says that if Boise State can keep it within 10 points, that... That will be a win, they're, although not a victory. <laughs> they're 14-point underdogs, which is unusual for Boise State. Yeah, how, I mean, you go back 20 years, you'd be hard-pressed to find Boise State as a 14-point underdog in any game. Yeah, pretty much. 
that I mean, it just, it just in the last twenty years hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, the, you know, players put that as a chip on their shoulder, going, "Oh, look, you don't even give us a chance to win this game." Game time, by the way, will be happening once again tomorrow. You'll hear all the action beginning at 8.30. So get up early in the morning, listen to the pregame, and uh, kickoff will be happening at 1.30. You'll hear it across our networks here, 93.1 FM, 6.70 AM. You'll hear it on the app, Alexa, Google Play, iHeart app, TuneIn app, wherever KBOI can be heard, you'll be able to hear the game there. Just find your favorite and go ahead and uh, listen in. Speaking of sports, there's other sports action going on. This update is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go if you are hungry, you want a lot of food, and not only a lot of food, but it is absolutely amazing. Get in today. They open up at 7 o'clock as they always do. As a matter of fact, they're open up seven days a week, including Labor Day. Get in to Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. We just told you this, so of course I'll tell you again. Saturday is opening day for the Boise State Broncos 2023 football season. The Broncos will kick off against Washington at Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium in Seattle at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Coverage on News Talk 670 KBOI and 93.1. Both? Is that right? Or is it just one? What's that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Coverage on News Talk KBOI. It's, it's playing everywhere that KBOI exactly. is played. Begins at 8.30 Saturday morning and will continue through Bronco game night until 7.30 p.m. Washington is favored to win the game by 14. Last season, Boise State was 10-4 and with a win over North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. The Broncos were 0-1 against Pac-12 teams after the opening week loss to Oregon State. The Huskies last year did not play any teams from the Mountain West. They went 11-2 and overall and finished with an Alamo Bowl win over Texas. Washington starts this season ranked number 10 in the country in the Associated Press poll. Boise State is unranked, but were 31st in the preseason voting. The Boise State women's soccer team has one win, one loss, and now two ties after a scoreless draw in the opening game of the 2023 Sun Devil Classic against host team Arizona State in Tempe Thursday. The Sun Devils have three wins, no losses, and two ties. Up next, the Broncos will meet the University of Arizona Sunday afternoon, also in Tempe. Thursday, the Wildcats shut out Kent State. Bad week for Kent State. Uh, five, five nothing at sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. AAA does give us a good idea of when the best time is to drive. Today between 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. is the worst. It will be really bad. So will tomorrow between 10 and 4 and Monday between 10 and 6. So if you're wondering when the best time is to avoid traffic, if it feels like it's overnight, but it's actually before 11 a.m. and after 7 p.m. and Sunday should also be light. They expect to screen more than 14 million passengers over the holiday period from September 1st through September 6th. Passenger volumes could be nearly 11% higher than this point last year. Today is expected to be the busiest day, with more than 2.7 million people set to be screened by TSA agents. So it sounds like the best time to travel for Labor Day would have been a week ago, (laughs) and we'll see again in October. Yeah. I mean, waiting for the actual Labor Day is way too late. 22 million people over the uh, weekend. My wife got back last night from being gone for traveling for work uh, about uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Down in uh, eventful Florida. Uh, She was in Florida, then Chicago, and then uh, made it home last night. I think she's probably happy that she uh, 
traveled late yesterday instead of trying to get home to uh, this morning because it sounds a, like it's going to be fairly busy. On a side note, in case you didn't know, tomorrow is International Bacon Day. Oh, I hate when it happens on a Saturday. Why? You have more time to eat bacon. No, but then I have to get up early to go do it. Um, if Bacon Day was today, I could, on my way home from work, stop by and there go get bacon. are places that sell bacon all day long. Well, unfortunately, I got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow that I won't be able to get out and get my bacon. I got early morning golf, and I got the BSU football game, and then I have a wedding. I don't know who I thought, I thought is the idiot that plans a wedding on the first day <laughs> Uh, football season for the Boise State you, Broncos. You don't know who it is, but you're going anyway? Um, yeah, because we're friends with the parents. Oh, I see. I, uh, a friend of mine's son, uh, I got invited to his wedding, and uh, it was at 1 p.m. on New Year's Day. Maybe they forgot January 1st was New Year's. No, they, <laughs> I think they... they <laughs> Kind of underestimated the number of people who wanted to watch football that day. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, we It is Open Phones Friday. We'll also take your emails, your phone calls, and your text messages. By the way, the text number, once again, going to come in handy today. Final chance for you to pick up your tickets for the Chicago concert, which is coming up Sunday night. 7 o'clock, Outlaw Field at the Idaho Botanical Garden. Listen in. We'll give you the details how you can text and win this morning your tickets. That's the only way you're going to win. It's a text contest. We'll tell you when and what you need to text coming up, so stay right where you're at. Also, don't forget, final day on the $50 gift certificate for uh, food from Land Ocean. We've got the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Let you start working on that on the way in about half an hour. And the looking like we're going to go for another day. What is this? If you're keeping crack at home six days in a row where the Dow is up? 119 points to I the predict. good as of right now as far as the futures are concerned. I predict this will last forever. <sighs> Cards and letters, care of KBOI to Chris Walton. Yeah. There's Warren Buffett and then there's me. <laughs> yeah. Do not confuse the two. <laughs> the, the Oracle of downtown Boise. 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Dow Futures just took a big jump uh, because the jobs report is out. So we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way. About 45 minutes, what the job report means, how is it affecting the stock market, but uh, it just did, even though it's, it's still up. But it uh, took a, a quick jump when the uh, jobs market numbers were released here just a few minutes ago. So we'll find out what all that means on the way for you this morning. Also, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to get through, you can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com, or text us. By the way, the text number is going to come in handy because, as I mentioned, coming up here in just a little bit, uh, about an hour from right now, we'll give you details how you're going to be able to win your tickets to see Chicago coming up Sunday night at Outlaw Field at the Idaho Botanical Garden. Keep in mind, by the way, this is for all of you who might be leaving, not able to come to the station today before 5 o'clock. Don't enter the contest because you must pick up your tickets for Sunday night's concert here between 8 and 5 today. 
So you can't come tomorrow. You can't come Sunday and pick it up. If you win your tickets, you will have to pick them up before our business closes at 5 o'clock this afternoon. So just keep that in mind. We'll tell you what to text, but you will be texting to win today. And as usual, as we've done all this week, uh, out of all the texts that we get, one person will be chosen at random to go see Chicago live in concert coming up. Sunday night. Should be a good concert. A lot, yeah, I, I lot saw of hit him. songs. I saw them once, but it's bound to be different because that was like 39 years ago. I've, Chicago is a group that I have never seen. Out mm-hmm. of all all the years in radio, I mean, there's I've, I've seen a lot of concerts. I've seen Journey. I've seen uh, multiple times. I've seen the Eagles uh, for their farewell tours. <laughs> I've seen Cher for her farewell tours mm-hmm. multiple times um but uh, chicago is one that i uh surprisingly have not had a chance to see beach boys were in town last night did you enjoy the beach boys concert if you went my wife was out of town it's one of her favorite bands is that right oh yeah i i surprised her one time uh beach boys were in uh, jackpot and uh surprised her she she hates casinos she hates gambling. She doesn't like the ding, 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 ding. She hates that sound. I mean, it drives her up the wall. Wow, and you guys got married anyway. And we got married anyway. And uh, surprisingly, one of our first dates went was going to Jackpot, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Oh, I do. Um, but uh, she, she hates that. So she was not happy that we were going. And I finally, it was going to be a surprise for the concert. I finally had to tell her. She was so upset that we were going. I finally had to tell her the real reason that we were going was not for me to play poker and blackjack. Um, it was to go see the concert. Well, that was kind of the excuse anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was much more happy about our trip to Jackpot when she found cool. out she got to see the Beach were they, Boys. Were, were they outside? Yeah, they were outside. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people went to that concert. You don't even technically have to go into the casino if no, you don't want to. No. Well, I mean, to sleep maybe. Um, sleeping outside, well, you, not you, too if, fun. If you get a room, yeah. yeah. Um, if you uh, went to the concert last night, was it any good? Did you enjoy it? Go ahead and feel free to uh, share this morning. Currently in downtown Boise, 62 degrees. Should be a fairly nice weekend. Do have some uh, clouds for your Labor Day weekend, but it's not going to be really hot. It's not going to be cold. It's not going to be rainy and wet. So a chance for you to, uh, if you're staying in town, to enjoy that Chicago concert. Once again, chance to win on the way. Stay tuned, we'll tell you. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBLI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641-208-336-3700. It is Open Phones Friday. Uh, email in from Jenny says, uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mike and Chris. We're talking about the student loan forgiveness program. That is exactly my problem with today's complaints about the economy and debt. We can blame government and Biden all we want, but it's personal, fiscal, moral responsibility. That's the core issue. If you borrow something, pay it back. If you break it, you buy it. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Putting it all on credit is not a solution for the feds or for us. Personal responsibility, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Wayne writes in, morning, gentlemen, honest question for you. Why do the taxpayers need to pay for the primary elections that do not elect someone to office, but someone to represent the party? It's my understanding the party is not a government office or department, but is a group of private individuals. Has our democracy been skewed by the government showing preference to only two primary parties only? That's that's Wayne's honest question. Do they not give the uh, libertarians or constitutionalists any money if they want some i don't know if they do or don't that's a good question does somebody know the somebody listening this morning if you're a libertarian charge of the libertarian party 
Do you get money from the uh, government to hold your primary? Do you hold primaries? Yeah. Or do you just get together and call it a party? <laughs> you guys all meet like over to pizza place? Yeah. And <laughs> drink some beer? Yeah. I don't know. You're like, good. hey, this is the party I want to be in. Good question. Uh, another one on that, and this is something uh, that we talked about earlier this week on uh, a couple of different proposals. Um, they want the legislature to be called back in special session, mm-hmm. which would cost money to do because it cost about thirty, what thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a day for the legislature to be in session. So if you call them back for regular or for a special session. Even though it's not the regular session, you're still going to be paying those people and staffers and everybody to be here. Um, This person writes in, the legislature needs to come back and correct the situation of not having a primary in March, whether it costs money or not. The caucus was a horrible idea. I left the RNC at the time because of the abject failure or was all night long, not just two hours, listening to opinions we need to not have to listen to. Elderly, ill, unable to attend. Caucuses result in uninformed young vote. Interesting. We did have some people who had partaken in caucuses uh, before call in. Right. And out of all the calls, we didn't get a lot of calls because it hasn't happened since, what was it, we decided to happen in 2011? Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the calls that we got that people had taken part in a caucus, not one person liked it. Well, except maybe Rod Beck. He didn't like it. He didn't. No, he wanted he wanted the primary back in March. He explained what the you know what the caucus but he did had, and all that. He but, had written the caucus rules and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So most people didn't like it, and uh, we heard what was the last one? The last caucus lasted five hours. Yeah, that's or, a little longer than just going and casting your vote, right? <laughs> people also complained uh, that taking part in Democratic caucus. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, that they couldn't see, they couldn't hear, because there were so many people there. But as of right now, no decision has been made on whether or not we're going to... It sounds like we can't have a March primary. Primary. So it's either going to be a primary in May, but as of right now, it will be a caucus unless something changes and the legislature does get called back into session uh, for a special session. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, another check on sports for you. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in Huna. It's Friday. You know what it means on Friday? Not that you get just great breakfast, great lunch, but Friday is clam chowder day. And not just any clam chowder. It's the best clam chowder you're going to find. Why? Because it's made from scratch every Friday morning by Chef Wally. Not just made from scratch, but he claims it's made with love. You be you be the judge. That's Get his, out and try it out today. That's his clam claim. Mm-hmm. In high school football Thursday, Eagle beat Cuna 34-6. Bora beat Nampa 35-6. Middleton top Skyview 41-27. It was Buell over Mountain Home 39-14. And notice clobbered Greenleaf friends 65-13. Games tonight include Fruitland against Emmett at Albertson Stadium. Uh, Bishop Kelly at Centennial, McCall Donnelly at Nampa Christian, Caldwell at Ontario, Boise at Owyhee Mountain View at Rocky Mountain, Post Falls at Timberline, Ridgeview at Pocatello, and uh, also at Albertson's Stadium. Uh, there will be uh, a game with Burley against Valley View. You got three and, games there tonight. Yeah, three games. It's the first one starts at One three of five. them is eight-man. Eight-man football. Yeah, that's uh, fun. My... 
one of my best friends from high school, and Ken Hobart, you remember him? Yeah, from he was the University of Idaho quarterback years, yeah. years ago. Started the uh, big run the University of Idaho had for many years of great quarterbacks and great teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son is the uh, head coach of Kendrick. All right. There was NCAA football last night. Central Florida will be Boise State's Week 2 opponent. And last night, the Knights destroyed Kent State 56-6. to North Carolina State beat Connecticut 24-14. Number 14, Utah, top Florida, 24-11. It was Minnesota with a wild last-second touchdown over Nebraska, 13-10. Missouri over South Dakota, 35-10. And Arizona State defeating Southern Utah, 24-21. Tonight, there are no top 25 teams in action, but Stanford does play at Hawaii, and uh, Louisville takes on Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Also, the Red Hawks of Miami University in Ohio travel to play the University of Miami Hurricanes in Florida. That's sports. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years, 670 KBOI, Boise. 93.1 KBOI-FM, New Plymouth. News Talk, KBOI. From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis. On the roads and in the air, millions of Americans are traveling this long Labor Day holiday weekend. Major highways expected to be jammed. Some routes in Los Angeles will see an 88% increase in travel times. 68% in San Francisco. New Yorkers heading down south to the Jersey Shore will see a 64% traffic increase. And south of here, our friends in Houston, you will see a 40% increase on the roadways. ABC's Maria Villarreal, gas prices averaging around 3.82 a gallon nationwide. And at the airports, the TSA says it expects to screen more than 14 million travelers this weekend. A statewide vigil all day today across Hawaii for the victims and survivors of the wildfires on Maui. Ceremonies being broadcast on radio and TV throughout the island chain. That is Maui's mayor, Richard Bisson, defends himself against accusations he was missing in action and then gave misinformation as the fires were raging. As this seems to be of interest, I should have offered more in my comments about what occurred on the day of the disaster. And I want to be clear and repeat that I had been present in our emergency operating center since August 7th. The confirmed number of dead stands at 115, making the Maui wildfire the deadliest in the U.S. in more than a century. New employment numbers out this morning from the federal government. The Labor Department reports that total non-farm payroll employment increased by 187,000 positions in August, exactly the same as July, and considerably more than economists had been expecting. The concern on Wall Street is that as the job market remains strong, the Federal Reserve might be more inclined to raise interest rates to tap the brakes on the economy. The unemployment rate last month ticked up to 3.8 percent. Jim Ryan, ABC News. A big day for federal student loan borrowers. The pandemic pause on payments ends today with interest starting to accrue again. You're listening to ABC News. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 707, it is 62 degrees in downtown Boise. Dow Futures up now about 170 points. Uh, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates. Uh, a little bit of a jump uh, earlier this morning in the futures when the uh, jobs reports numbers were released we'll uh hear about those job numbers what they mean um that's on the way here in about 15 minutes or so it is open phones friday 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless we'll also have chicago tickets we'll be giving away coming up uh here this morning we'll tell you how to text and win yes you will be texting 
Once again, that text number is 208-336-3700. It's also Friday. That means uh, Sweet Deal Day. Uh, another sweet deal coming up. Holy cow. Eagle and Nampa. It's weird. I can't say holy cow without, in my mind, <laughs> hearing it. Harry Carey. Holy cow! Holy cow! <laughs> uh, that sweet deal goes on sale at 9 o'clock this morning at KBOI.com. You just click on the sweet deal link. Don't want to wait till 9 o'clock. There are sweet deals available for you right now. That's a quick reset for you this morning. Uh, story, I, have you or anybody in your family ever hit a deer before with your car? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, I had some friends who hit an elk down near Jerome. Ooh, that would really be bad. Oh yeah, it totaled their car. They were lucky to get out of that. Alive. Yeah, I I had an aunt and uncle who have hit, and they lived um, Tico, Washington, which has got a lot of timber, and they lived out in forest land, and they had hit two deer um, over their time when they used to live there, and each time completely totaled the car. Wow. I've only come close once, um, and it was driving to work. And when I used to live in Eagle, I would come down um, Chinden Road and out by Micron. Deer were running across the road, mm. and I was going. And that speed limit on that particular portion of Chinden is 50 miles an hour. I was going 50 miles an hour at the time, and a deer jumped across my hood. <laughs> oh, wow. If I would have been going one second faster or left one second sooner, it would have went right through my windshield. Scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Uh, I bring this up because uh, Idaho's doing something um, between Lucky Peak and Idaho City. Um, we're soon going to have another way for deer, elk, and animals to cross State Highway 21. State's first wildlife overpass is under construction really? right now. Finished date of October. Got to teach them to use it now. Mm-hmm. Scott Riddell, Idaho <laughs> Transportation Department environmental planner, said that the area is a hot spot for qu- crashes between drivers and animals. Idaho uh, data shows that there have been 7,000 wild animal-related crashes on Idaho roads in the last five years. 7,000. Okay, that's a few. (laughs) About 40 of those happened along the stretch of State Highway 21 above Roby Roby Creek. That is the closest place I've ever come to hit the deer is on the way to Idaho City. Is it? Um, Riddell says that this wildlife crossing should help reduce those numbers. The project cost about $7 million. Most of that money is coming from federal government, specifically through the Federal Lands Access Program, since most of the land around the overpass is federal land. He said the ITD should build more overpasses, planning on doing it around the state to help alleviate some of the problems with vehicles hitting animals. Abrams encouraged people to reach out to their department if they see any problem areas that should have an overpass. I see the, the only problem with this is, you know, like you just said, training the wildlife. Yeah. How, do you, how do you get them to recognize, but, oh, I should go up on this thing? Well, you put signs up so that they can <laughs> see the signs and say overpass over here, and then you put a big <laughs> a big deer getting hit by a semi-trailer over there yeah. showing that they get killed and, and, and when they read. That all, all, all reminded me, and I'm sure you heard this about 10 years ago. I think I know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to play it again because it kind of, it kind of, especially when you said, you know, how are you going to train the animals to use it? Um, <laughs> years ago at a radio station, uh, a woman had this very question mm. about deer crossing signs and deer being able to read the signs. And why would you put deer crossing signs right. at busy portions of the highway? Take a listen. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I've, I've tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, 
TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. What's the um, the issue? Over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the population and everything. Um, Each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm-hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's Mike. such a high traffic area. I mean, are you, you know, I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and now, of course, to find food, but um, it seems to me that so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. That's, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Oh, man. Wait. You know, put the deer crossing sign. Yeah, uh, why don't they put deer crossings the same place where they have school crossings? And I, doesn't you he, know, doesn't he uh, he explain it to her, and then she still doesn't get it? Uh, yeah, yeah. They she, pu- she, they put the sign up where the deer are already crossing. <laughs> you can't put up a sign and expect the deer to walk until they see a, a safe a sign. I'm, the the signs are not for the deer; they're for the people. Right. The and drivers if, to if, alert them that there could you, be deer crossing the highway. If you saw a sign saying deer crossing and then still hit a deer right after that, that's kind of on you. <laughs> Especially if you did it three times. But based on the conversation, I can kind of understand how it happened. Well, hopefully the I- Idaho Department of Transportation is smart enough not to put up signs, oh um, you know, so that all the animals congregate in this one area. Again, the de- the deer don't read the sign and go, oh, I should cross here. Keep in mind, these are the same people that vote in our elections. I'm well aware of that. KBOI News Time is uh, 714. Let's get a check out what's and going on with sports. A lot of them influence other people's votes, too. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Featuring smoked coffee beans, plant-based energy drinks, fresh donuts on the weekends, and more neat eats and hip drinks. The Pork Belly, don't forget, they're open now, and that includes their drive-thru. If you don't want to get out of your car for your coffee drink or your energy drink, you can just go through the drive-thru. Not have to get out of your car at all. Get into Pork Belly and CUNA today. In Major League Baseball Thursday, the Atlanta Braves, who have the best record in baseball, topped the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are tied with the Orioles for the second best record in baseball, 8-7. In the game, Braves right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a grand slam off Dodger pitcher Lance Lynn. It was Acuna's 30th home run of the season, and it makes him the very first player in 153 seasons of Major League Baseball history with at least 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases in the same season. There are two other players, Eric Davis of the 1987 Reds, and Barry Bonds of the 1990 Pirates with 30 home runs and 50 stolen bases, and Ricky Henderson twice stole 60 or more bases while hitting 28 home runs.
Saturday is opening day for the Boise State Broncos 2023 football season. The Broncos will kick off against Washington at Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium in Seattle at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Coverage on KBOI begins at 8.30 Saturday morning and will continue through Bronco game night until 7.30 p.m. Washington is favored to win the game by 14. Last season, Boise State was 10-4 and with a win over North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. The Broncos uh, were 0-1 against Pac-12 teams after an opening week loss to Oregon State. The Huskies last year didn't play any teams from the Mountain West. They went 11-2 and overall and finished with an Alamo Bowl win over Texas. Washington starts this season ranked number 10 in the country in the Associated Press poll. Boise State is unranked, but they were 31st in preseason voting. That's sports. 670 AM and 93.1 FM. Casper and Chris. News Talk KBOI. More day heading into the weekend. Yeah, well, so yesterday we saw the, uh, the NASDAQ eke out a small gain. We had the Dow Jones Industrial Average finishing down over almost 170 points. So that, so that broke multi, it yesterday. Yeah, the multi-day winning streak was put to an end. However, let's, uh, let's look forward. Let's be more optimistic. First day of September, it was a dismal month of August. So seeing the uh, September 1st, all three major U.S. indexes, positive territory, at least in, futures, in the futures market, uh, it's a positive sign. I think investors and the market are certainly hopeful that the the back half of the year is going to bode better than than what we saw in August. One thing I noticed this morning, I mean, we were up early, uh, but I did see when some news broke on Fox Business News, um, the stock market jumped uh, very quickly again on the jobs report. Yeah, it was kind of a... A Goldilocks jobs report. So it showed that hiring cooled in summer over the summer months. We had unemployment rising slightly. So you have the labor market that's still strong, but it is cooling down. So for the month of August, it did show that U.S. employers added 187,000 jobs last month. Now that is a bit, now that did come in higher than what economists had anticipated. But here's a kicker here. You have the payroll reports for June and July. They were, they had a Big revision downward. I mean, a big one. So it showed that there was 110,000 fewer jobs created in those months than what was previously reported. So that's a big piece too. And additionally, you have wages. Now, wages is one is a very closely watched metric or indicator, especially from the Federal Reserve. So you have wages coming in lower than anticipated on a month-over-month basis. So again, we're still seeing the underlying economy, the employment picture looking really good, which really kind of steps back these calls around an imminent recession. But then also on the inflation side of things, if we're seeing wages start to cool down and we're not seeing these huge um, beating of jobs numbers month-over-month, then this is kind of a good scenario for the market. We're seeing that reflected in, in, in futures trading. And when we look at the industries that had the biggest gains. You have some that are growing and some that are that are stumbling. You have the healthcare sector leading the way. They had the highest jobs added last month. You're also seeing uh, additions in the leisure and hospitality sect- section. You're also seeing some increase in construction as well. But uh, you flip that, you flip it around. You're seeing transportation and warehousing declining sharply. So again, it's a bit of a mixed picture. But it's it, it wasn't a huge beat to the upside, not a huge drop to the downside, where it's going to make Wall Street think, oh oh no, inflation is going to go higher and the Federal Reserve is going to stay aggressive with interest rates. Not the case. And it also wasn't a huge drop or deterioration in the jobs number where we're thinking that the economy is going to slow right. down and we're going to see high unemployment. So again, 
job lot, your takeaway on this, labor market is still strong, but it's cooling down. And as of right now, ahead of the opening, just a couple minutes away, uh, looking like Dow Futures are up 165 points, S&P up uh, about 27, nearly 100 points on the NASDAQ, so everything pointing to uh, in the green start of the day. Um, Monday is Labor Day. Uh, the market is not open, so we will talk to you again on Tuesday after your updates throughout today. Thanks, Jens. Enjoy the weekend. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.40, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always take part in the show. It is Open Phones Friday. You can talk about what you want on Fridays. 1-800-529-5264 is our toll-free number. You can also call 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, by all accounts, um, you can probably say, give the opinion that Donald Trump has had not a lot of great luck over the this year so far when it comes to court cases. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair to say. There were two decisions made on uh, Trump court cases yesterday, and I would say one for sure is good news, and the other, depending on how Trump views it, might be good news, because I think he's one of those people that is really in the publicity business when it comes to even bad news like going right. to trial. Um, the Fulton County judge yesterday in the Georgia trial has ruled that we'll have a new reality television show coming our way. The Fulton County, Georgia trial will be televised and live stream. A judge made the decision yesterday. So. Hmm. When Trump goes to trial, whenever that is, a court date has not been set as of yet. Judge Scott McAfee said that he will allow a YouTube stream of all related hearings and trials stemming from the investigation into the alleged scheme to overturn the state's 2020 presidential election. The problem with that is everybody has this pressure on them now to wax eloquent, you know. And uh, I like it when it's not televised. People know no one can see them, and so they just argue their point and get the case over with. <laughs> uh, cameras uh, not permitted in federal court, so Trump has been charged in two federal cases, one involving his uh, handling of sens- uh, sensitive de- government documents, Mar-a-Lago after he left office, the other related to his alleged attempt to uh, stop the transfer of power after the 2020 presidential election. So those cases are federal. Those will not be televised there's still um mark meadows is uh trying to get the case uh against in georgia moved to federal court that yeah. decision has also not be met, been made so if that decision is made that that of course is a federal case instead of a state case then once again uh that's a moot point because uh it'll move to federal court and federal court does not allow cameras in court now trump did get a for sure Good decision uh, yesterday. Federal court judge in Fort Lauderdale yesterday dismissed a lawsuit challenging Donald Trump's 2024 presidential candidacy under the 14th Amendment. Now, this this is just one case, but it could be good news for him in other states where this is going on. Um, the lawsuit filed a week ago questioned Trump's ability to appear on the Florida presidential primary ballot next year owing to his alleged role in the January 6th violence at the U.S. Capitol. Mm. In the swift dismissal of the case, Judge Robin Rosenberg said, uh, who was appointed to the bench, by the way, by President Barack Obama, did not determine the 14th Amendment's applicability 
in Trump's case. Instead, he said that the two plaintiffs had no standing to bring the court, the lawsuit to court. Gotcha. Rosenberg's decision comes as other states and legal minds closely scrutinizing his eligibility. California is another one of those states have talked about trying to get him off the ballot in California with the 14th Amendment. New Hampshire Attorney General's office said this week it's carefully reviewing the legal issues presented by the amendment and Trump's 2024 campaign. Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes says he did not have the legal right to scratch Trump off the ballot. In Utah, Republican U.S. Senator Mark Lee reportedly has said that he also does not think Trump's name can be kept off the ballot for 2024. Yeah. So this could be good news for Trump, who is gotta, possibly fighting the 14th Amendment. Got to do it legally if it's going to happen. KBY News Time 744. Your thoughts if you want to weigh in. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It's time for a final check once again on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly. In downtown CUNA, open up through the Labor Day weekend, so if you're staying in town, great place to get yourself some breakfast or lunch. Don't forget, Friday is a fantastic day to go. Uh, clam chowder made from scratch with love by Chef Wally and uh, all the people working in the kitchen there. And By the way, he, he suggests if you like biscuits and gravy, replace the gravy with clam chowder. He said it's fantastic and a great way to enjoy your clam chowder for lunch. Get into Pork Belly today. Try it out for yourself. The Boise State women's soccer team has one win, one loss, and now two ties after a scoreless draw in the opening game of the 2023 Sun Devil Classic against host team Arizona State in Tempe Thursday. The Sun Devils have three wins, no losses, and two ties. Up next, the Broncos will meet the University of Arizona Sunday afternoon, also in Tempe. Uh, Thursday, the Wildcats shut out Kent State 5 nothing In high school football Thursday, Eagle beat CUNA 34-6. It was Bora over Nampa 35-6. Middleton top Skyview 41-27. Buell beat Mountain Home 39-14. And notice clobbered Greenleaf Friends 65-13. Games tonight include Bishop Kelly at Centennial, McCall Donnelly at Nampa Christian, Caldwell at Ontario, Boise at Owyhee, Mountain View at Rocky Mountain, Post Falls at Timberline, Ridgeview at Pocatello, and at Albertson Stadium, Fruitland against Emmett, and Burley against Valley View. That's sports. When we come back, there is a little more sports, and this is just breaking news within the last couple of minutes. Has to do with expansion. College football is expanding again. We'll tell you who's no, leaving and where near, they're going. Nowhere here near, near here, of course. But. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, not, not necessarily, <laughs> but it, it does affect Boise State in a way. We'll talk about it coming up next. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chicago live Sunday night here in the Treasure Valley, the Idaho Botanical Garden at Outlaw Field. Chance for you to see them live in concert, and uh, that is happening right now. Our uh, text contest is underway. Text line number 208-336-3700. And we're going to combine two things that are going on this weekend, the Chicago concert with Boise State football. First game of the season against number 10th ranked Washington is happening tomorrow. This is what we're uh, looking for. Um, we're going to have you give us your 
prognostication for the game tomorrow. All you have to do is put Boise State 36 to 10. You think Boise State's going to win by that final number. If you think Washington's going to win, just put Washington and whatever you think the score is. That's it. It's all you have to do. Just what you think. And then text us, 208-336-3700. You're going to have uh, a little over an hour, and we'll take your your uh, texts up until into the 9 o'clock hour. And then out of all the texts that we get, we'll just pick one at random to win those Chicago tickets. So if you want to get the Chicago tickets, they're already starting to roll in. Boise State, 24-21. I will say, you and I, Chris and I were just talking about this. If Boise State can hold Washington to under 35 points, I think they win. Okay. If, if you see a score where it, the score is under 35 points by the winning team, uh, I think Boise State wins that if they can, if they can somehow slow I down just, that onslaught. I just think uh, we'll win if they you know, manage to hold them under the amount of the points that we have. Really? But then again, that's fairly obvious. Do, do you really think that? That's, I don't know. That's out there. Take your take your take your tinfoil hat off mm-hmm. and quit quit trying to get under a conspiracy theory. I didn't say that very well, but <laughs> basically, yeah, the team that scores more points is going to win this one. I think. What do you think, Mike? Uh, no, I think the team that scores the least points is going to win. Okay, but I'm a conspiracy theorist. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once again, that's all we need from you. Two zero eight. 336-3700. Texas, that's the only. Don't email. Just texting today. Um, what do you think? Who's going to win the game? And give us the points. That's all you have to do. And then that's one person at random will be chosen to go. Um, if you're entering the contest, by the way, I just want to remind you once again um, that you will have to pick up your tickets here at our studios by 5 o'clock this afternoon. So if you can't do that, say you're headed out of town for Labor Day, won't be back till Sunday or something like that, Sunday night, um, don't enter the contest. Make it so that you know, only people that can actually pick up the tickets, if they win, can get it. You will have to pick up your tickets sometime between now and 5 o'clock this afternoon at our station if you would like to win. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Once again, if you want to weigh in, anything you want to talk about, you're, uh, feel free to do it. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Dow is up today, 200 points. Uh, a lot of that having to do with the job numbers, not quite as good as uh, was expected. Um, unemployment right now at about 3.5% nationally. Of course, here in Idaho, we're 2% close to that. Gas prices continue to rise. I don't know if you've paid attention, Chris, over the last few days. I have. Four dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, right four, before Labor we, Day, we got some for four twenty-one the other day. Oh, well, you you win. Sorry. I'm, now now I'm afraid if it was four twenty-one. Now I'm afraid because I have to fill up on my way home. Oh, today. it'll be four twenty-two. That's what I'm afraid get. of. It gas is going to go up once again. Predictions are that it's going to continue to rise, and once again because of the hurricane that hit the Florida coast this week, because of the hot temperatures uh, in, in Texas. And, of course, because OPEC has, has continued to uh, do their cutbacks. Uh, but they said the predictions are that 420 right now that we're seeing in Idaho is not the highest price we're going to see yet this fall. I hope that's not true, but I didn't think we'd get to 420 right. and here we are. Uh, another thing that happened this week, didn't have a chance to touch on this uh, yesterday because we were talking about uh, school Loan redistribution, which, by the way, today is the day if you have a uh, school loan 
And for the last three and a half years, you have not paid anything on that. You've not seen an increase in interest rates because seven times it has been extended, uh, the moratorium on paying that because of COVID by the Trump administration, by the Biden administration continued it on. Um, it has come to an end today. So if you owe money, your payments will resume this month and interest will again begin accruing because over the last three and a half years, you haven't had to pay any payments. You also have not had to uh, had any interest increasing, but that is going to start as of today, even though, as we talked about yesterday, there are a number of people who claim that they're going to boycott their payments. I don't... <laughs> Good ever, luck with that. I don't know how you do that. Like, like we tried to figure this out yesterday. Like, if I boycott payments, you know, on, on things that I own, they come back and take them from me. Um, they really can't take away your suck out the knowledge that you learned while you were in college, right? I guess they could come back and say you no longer have a. I don't. They can't even do that. Take like away said, your diploma. Like I said, whatever you got out of college, they can take away from you. So some of them, you know, some of you, they might just take away your alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and somebody had written into us and, and said, hey, they do the same thing if you don't pay. You know, if you boycott your your bills, they'll come repossess some of your other stuff. Uh, but for those lucky people, I guess that don't own anything, if they're going to boycott their bills that they owe on their education, and you rent and you don't own a car, you lease a car, or you don't have a vehicle at all. In some cities, people just don't own vehicles. If you have nothing to take away, then I guess maybe you're really not out of anything, mm. right? And you work in cash and all that. So, I don't know. If you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, stock market continues to jump now up 235 points, just uh, another 35 points in the last few minutes that we've been talking. Um, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got a $50 gift certificate to give away to Land Ocean. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question coming up next. That'll be right after Bronco Sports Today. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is, and uh, once again, it is the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty for all and any real estate needs. Call today at 208-888-4128. Jeff is going to get first crack at our question today. Jeff, there is a specific reason that CDs hold 74 minutes of music. That's the max that they can hold. What is the specific reason that Sony and Philips picked 74 minutes for the amount of music time for compact discs or CDs to hold? It was extended. Uh, they extended the capacity to 74 minutes to accommodate the complete performance of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Which comes in right around 74 minutes. That, that is exactly it. Yay. So if it, it seems a little arbitrary on 74 minutes, that's the specific reason they I both mean, wanted Beethoven's Ninth the, Symphony to fit. If the CEO had just like, you know, Stairway to Heaven or something, it could have been a lot shorter. <laughs> 11 minutes. We have 11 minutes compact disc. Hang on the line. Uh, Jeff, you're uh, headed off to uh, enjoy $50 worth of great food from Land Ocean. Have you ever been there? 
I have, and it's fantastic. Yes, it is. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Uh, congratulations to all of our winners once again this week. Um, you got Land Ocean uh, coming up again next week. Um, we will have more giveaways next week, though. We have $50 gift certificates to give away to the James on Broadway. Once again, more great food, more great drinks, full bar for you. We'll be giving those away beginning next Tuesday. We're off on Monday and all next week. You will also have a chance to win tickets to the Boise State UCF football game. Not sure how good UCF is or how bad <laughs> Kent State is. Yeah. It was ugly last night, though, right? Uh, it was uh, Central Florida 56, Kent State 6. The one thing that has changed from the last time Boise State played the University of Central Florida there is UCF is now a Power 5 school because they've changed conferences. So this is a new Power 5 game, which it if it wouldn't have changed con- conferences this year, would have just been a, another non-Power 5 game against a really good opponent, opponent. UCF has been really good for the last few years, but we'll have tickets. Home opener once again, debuting for the first time ever. The uh, big, huge video board for a football game, also debuting the brand-new LED lights that were installed in the offseason. That's all happening next week, and you get to be there, so make sure you're listening in. Giving away Chicago tickets right now. Once again, if you want to text us, text your predictions for the game, Washington and Boise State. And all you have to do is the name of the winner and the uh, final score. That's all you have to do. Text it to us. you got about another 45 more minutes to get those in. One person will be chosen at random to get those tickets once again to see Chicago coming up here Sunday night. In Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, Chicago is going to be in town on Sunday night. We've been giving away tickets all uh, this week to uh, people to enjoy the concert. Uh, Final chance to win your tickets coming up here this morning. As a matter of fact, right now, you want to see the uh, concert once again? All you have to do is text us. you got about another, oh, half hour, maybe 35 minutes to text what your prediction is of the Boise State-Washington game. If you think Boise State's going to win, just sit Boise State and then give the score. We got a lot of homers who are listening to us this morning. <laughs> uh, BSU wins twenty-one to twenty. Mm-hmm. Boise forty-one to uh, forty. That'd be Boise a good State game. thirty to twenty-eight. BSU wins twenty-three to twenty-one. Oh, all close scores too. Man, I I hope you are right. Oh, here's here's one that's not a close score. Uh, Washington forty-seven to seventeen. <laughs> I've noticed that people that are picking Washington uh, are are picking it by a much wider margin of uh, winning than the uh, people that are picking Boise State. That last time we played Washington, it didn't go well. Time before that, it went great. Time true, before true. that, it went great. And the time before that, it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty amazing. What this will be the sixth time that they've played, and I think uh, Washington leads three two three to two right uh-huh. now. So I mean. For for as big a program as Washington is, and, and the tradition that they have had for as long as they have, the fact that Boise State 
um, is could tie the series up this year is pretty amazing in itself. Right. We'll have tickets to give away to next week's game, as I mentioned, all next week. So make sure you're listening in beginning Tuesday morning. Um, Chicago tickets, by the way, 7 o'clock, Idaho Botanical Garden, the uh, Outlaw Field. Um, text us. That's it. We'll pick one out of everybody who is predicting what the game will be this weekend. One person will get those tickets to Chicago. I just want to remind everybody once again, keep in mind that the tickets must be picked up by 5 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Tickets have to be picked up. So if you can't pick your tickets up between the time we announce you as a winner and five o'clock, um, you know, don't don't take away the chance for somebody else who really wants to go to the concert to uh, get those concert tickets for you this morning. Liam uh, wrote in, and this was after the show yesterday. We were talking about college loan forgiveness, or as uh, it really is, college loan redistribution. Um, Payments begin today, once again, as we've mentioned, um, but there are about 800,000 people that are going to be eligible for loan redistribution, where they will, won't have to pay 10000 or up to 20000 in loans. We, we explained to you yesterday what a lot of people don't realize. Um, if you're under 40 years old, you're not going to be able to take advantage of that because you, at a minimum, must have been paying on your loans and not have them paid off. For at least 20 years. Yeah. So if you haven't been paying on your loan for at least 20 years and you think you're going to get, you're one of the five, I think it's 5,700 people in Idaho are eligible for it, and you haven't been paying on your loan for 20 years, like my son who's just turned 27, no chance. Right. He still owes money on it. He was hoping that his was going to be forgiven or redistributed to other people. Um it doesn't happen, and not only that, but if your loan is is bigger, for each thousand dollars, I think over twenty thousand um, dollars, one more year is added. Yeah. So it, it there, there's not a lot of people that are going to be in on this. Um, Liam wrote in and said, if you want to know why this is being pushed so hard by some of the Democrats in Congress, and he had a a uh, place for me to uh, look. Um, uh, to click on when he sent the email in, and it, it House Democrats backing college loan forgiveness uh, owe millions of dollars in student loan either themselves or their direct family members. Total of fourteen Democratic members of Congress who are uh, average of forty five years old, and includes some members of the squad like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Rashida Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, Jamal Bowman. Uh, reported on 2022 filings that they hold up to $1.7 million combined in their own or family member's student debt. Wow. I, you know, we give congressional pe- people, and rightly so, senators and um, congressmen and women, who inside trade, because they know laws that are coming up, because they're voting on in, on some of these laws that right. affect some companies that are publicly traded companies. And they end up buying and selling stock based on what they know about upcoming votes in Congress or if there's investigations going on Congress. Right. Which is unlawful. It's unlawful and a huge conflict of interest. This, to me, seems like a much bigger conflict of interest. It's not unlawful. But it seems like it's a huge conflict of interest if you're pushing this so hard because you, along with a few other members, owe over a million dollars in in loans, and you want to have a bunch of that forgiven. 
Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, for instance, owes $50,000 herself. So you can see why she wants ten dollars or $20,000 of that given away, why she's pushing Obama so hard, Obama, uh, Biden so hard <laughs> to forgive that debt or redistribute it. 208-336-3700. Spread it around. Yeah, spread it around other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, another thing we didn't get to yesterday and just wanted to bring up, um, you may have heard uh, uh, our news did mention it a little bit yesterday, uh, but if you want to weigh in on that once again, um, the court yesterday, or day before yesterday, um, decided that Sanchez, Lisa Sanchez, Boise Council Member, will officially lose her effort to regain her Boise City Council's seat. Now, we don't know if she's going to appeal because, number one, she has a new job. Number two, the chances of this getting to court before her term is up, which is in December, the end of December. Are are nil? Yeah, almost nil. So I don't think she's going to appeal, but the months-long battle that pitted the former city council member but against. we can we can pretty much say though that now from now on if you are a city council person and you live in a particular district and represent that district if you move out of the district uh you will have to step down from the city council even if it's on accident Ada County District Judge Derek O'Neill said Idaho law is clear on requiring elected representatives to remain in their district. Sanchez was elected in 2021 to represent District 3, which covered the North End and Northwest Boise. In January, she moved to a new apartment just a few blocks outside of her district boundary after her lease was not renewed. Uh, While the court fully appreciates the fact that Sanchez's mistake was likely unintentional, it does appear she understood at the time she learned her original lease would not be renewed, that she needed to reside in District 3, O'Neill wrote. She was not unlawfully removed as a city council member, nor was she deprived of any due process, unquote. All right. It was uh, just uh, well, it was a money thing. Well, yeah, she just she just lost the place where she was living. That's they kept, it. They, kept, they didn't re- renew yeah. her lease. And she needed well, and a new she, place to go. She probably, the, the best deal she could find was just outside the district, unfortunately. Well, and, and the other thing she said, she claimed she talked to somebody, um, and they said, yeah, that new address is within the district. Although she couldn't come up with the person who claimed that. Right, she should have talked to somebody, say. <laughs> she, she just said, yeah, I talked the, to somebody. That had the authority to tell her that. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is... All laws are this way because you can say, "Hey, I did." I, you can't give me a ticket for going seventy-five miles an hour. I thought the speed limit was seventy-five miles an hour. Doesn't matter what you think. Ignorance yeah. of the law is no it, is not. Yeah, it's not a defense, and that's the same thing here. I didn't know I had moved out of the district is not a defense to right. keep your your seat when you have moved out of the district. Uh, let's see. Marine Bob writes in. He says, "Hi, Chris. I first heard the band Chicago." In March of 1970, when I was in Great Lakes Naval Hospital, recovering from my Vietnam injuries and getting my first artificial eye made, in my hospital ward, they had a listening library, and I picked out this album by a band called Chicago Transit Authority. The city forced, uh, or the, the city uh, threatened to sue them if they didn't change their name after the first album. It really blew me away. Just, wow, what am I listening to? I am sure that Chicago still puts on a pretty good show, 
but the only original voice still with them is keyboardist Robert Lamb, and the horn section would still be pretty good with original members Lee Lofnane, trumpet and flugelhorn, and James Pankow, trombone. But I don't see how they could duplicate all the songs that were sung by Terry Kath, one of the greatest guitarists ever who died of an accidental gunshot to the head, and Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera has a unique voice. All three of those singers, Lamb, Kath, and Cetera, sang lead on different songs, and some they each sang parts of songs uh, changing off leads, like on I'm a Man. I have their first three double albums and the CDs also. After Terry Kath died, they were never the same, in my opinion, and I never bought another album. He was part of the heart and soul of the band. When Peter Cetera left, it was really a different band. I will stick to listening to Chicago for my CDs occasionally while I lift weights. They are a part of my 300-CD collection. Well done. Listening to uh, music for me is like time travel. When I hear songs, it zooms me back to what I was doing and who I was doing it with. Music is surely God's gift to us. That's from Marine Bob. All right, there you go. Don't forget, you have a chance to go see Chicago. Um, you have one less, one last person you'll have to compete against. Doesn't sound like he's going to be uh, texting in to win. Also, we do know from seeing many bands over the years that uh, voices can be duplicated. Duplicated and still sound good. Uh, I mean, Journey. just to give you an example... Beach Boys were in town last night. Right. Brian Wilson is not a part of the Beach Boys that are right. touing. This is Mike Love's Beach neither, Boys. Neither is Carl Wilson, neither is Dennis mm-hmm. Wilson. So, yeah, and they <laughs> still sound pretty good in concert. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. If you're on the phone right now, uh, Ron and uh, Ed, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up after this break. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are uh, open right now. You can also email us, chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. It is also Open Phones Friday, so we'll talk about anything you want to talk about today. Rod and Melba, thanks for being patient, listening online this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, um, you know, I worked as a uh, subcontractor to the federal government on student loans for over 20 years. So uh, I was a little bit involved in what happens when they don't pay their loans. And... Uh, since it's since these are loans that are paid directly to the government, the government just stops any disbursements to you if you're behind. Oh, so if you get a tax, can't. if you get a tax refund, you don't get your tax refund, huh? No, it just goes towards your student loan. Uh huh. Even works in, it even works in Social Security. So if it, you know, you just wait until you're 65, and then with all the interest, you probably never receive any. <laughs> So they, they automatically take all your, they don't give you a portion, they take all your Social Security until you well, have it all paid off? I, I didn't work for the disbursements department, so I don't know. They, they'd probably give you part of it, I would guess, because otherwise they'd end up paying you in welfare checks somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't but think anyway, I didn't think about that. that is, uh, that's some good information this morning. Thanks, because yeah, we've had a couple people ask about that. Yeah, so if they boycott, that's what's going to happen. They, they just better hope they never want to, to depend on money from the government. All right. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate the call and the information this morning. Uh, Ed in Napa, listening on 670 AM this morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Morning. How you doing? 
We're doing good. It's Friday, Labor Day weekend. Life is good. Life is good. Hey, so do some checking up on them girls over there in Wyoming. Yeah, seven or eight of them joined us already. And had some 6'2", said he was 6'2", and... 262 pounds, he decided that he was going to join their sorority and went to court and won the case. Now they said, when they go out there and get in their, get in their room, that he sits there and just stares at them. As a dad, I would only allow that to go on for one day, and then I would tell a, tell a little porky guy to, you know, find another place to stay. And the, call, the, the judge over there in Wyoming, I can't believe it took place. Can you imagine the judge in there awarding him the right to go in there to that where all them girls are standing. I think there's nine or ten girls. They showed it on TV in the picture of the girls, you know. Then they had a picture of that fat tub of lard up there in the corner. But but uh, sit yeah. there and they said he just stared. He just stared at them, you know. Yeah, Ed, yeah, you, you had to know this is where this was going, right? Where's it going? It, it's going where you start to see people like this that use the law. No, it's where? going to hell. Where no man has gone before. <laughs> Where no man has gone before. I get it. I get it. But when all this stuff started happening and women uh, who, you know, are biological men were allowed to compete in sports, we have the argument going on right now within the Nampa School District on whether or not um, girls are allowed to use, uh, boys rather, biological boys who identify as women, girls, are able to use the, use the boys' bathroom or when they go on trips. Uh, overnight trips, if they're allowed to stay in rooms with yeah, no, biological women. You had to know, though, that this is where this was going. Eventually, there was going to so be... Long, how long would you allow that to go on if that was your daughter? Well, if I didn't want to go to prison? No. How long would you allow some 262-pound fat piece of garbage to be in the same dorm as your daughter in college 500 miles away from you in Wyoming? How long would you allow it to go on? What would you do to stop one it? One day. One day and what, I'd say, hey, hey, Tommy. We, we're we're about out of time. What what would you do? You say you wouldn't allow it. What would you do no, to I stop it? I'd tell him, hey, I, before, I, before I rung his neck and drug him out, I'd say, hey, Porky, so find you, your suitcase and get the heck out. Got it. So you would go to prison to try and stop it, and then you couldn't stop it because you would be in prison because what you just described is against the law. Thank you for the call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a uh, break once again. We've got news coming up at the top of the hour. If you're on the phone, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you. We do have some lines open if you want to get through right now. 208-336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chicago really does have a whole bunch of hits. They really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another one of the songs you're going to hear coming up here on Sunday night if you win our tickets to the concert once again. you got about uh, 10 more minutes if you want to text us, 208-336-3700. 10 more minutes to get your text in. All we need to know is your prediction for the game coming up this weekend. Um, by the way, um, this person, y- you can still re-enter. But by saying Boise State... 40, 
Washington State 35. They're not playing Washington State. Now, I granted, I get it. You're a bigger fan of Chicago than you probably are of Boise State because you got the wrong team that they're playing. Uh, go ahead and re-enter that Boise State winning the game against Washington. That's who they're playing. Washington, not Washington State this weekend. And once again, there are no wrong answers for this contest. Everybody who enters will be uh, in on the grand prize drawing. We'll just pick one person at random from all the texts at 208-336-3700. Yeah, they're not going to wait till tomorrow and, and with their predictions. S- and see if you got the uh, score right. No. Well, and we can't because we're only open till 5 o'clock today, and you have to pick up your p- tickets before 5, so that's another thing to keep those in mind. All, those are all really good reasons. If you are uh, going to enter the contest. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday, so we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Phone lines are open. Mike in Boise is uh, been holding on a long time so let's go ahead and get to him thanks for being patient this morning listening on 670 a.m good morning mike you're on news talk kboi good morning thank you uh last weekend i went to my 50th high school reunion i hate to admit oh my god you're old (laughs) i know i know and there was a lot of old people there too (laughs) but uh, um but the comments that were being made from the graduates that hadn't been back here in 20 30 one gal hadn't been back here in 45 years, and it was, what the hell's going on in Boise? Um, uh, was that these, good these, or these bad? Guys, it was bad. Okay. And a lot of these graduates are from bigger cities, Portland, Seattle, and they all made comments of, man, you're just destroying this town. And uh, I think I, you know I've called in before about what's going on. And uh, now we got bulletproof porta potties being showing up. Uh, on sidewalks, I, I don't ever well, remember seeing that Mike, downtown. Do you want your porta potties to be shot up by bullets? Uh, well, they they look like they're made out of steel, um, and uh, with ventilation and everything, and made the front page of the paper. And of course, I don't know what the cost is. Uh, it looks like they're fairly expensive, but we didn't have anything that like that before in downtown along the streets. Um, that's what you see in Europe. And um, what and uh, yeah, Paris. What, what what were they uh, what were they referring to when they said that you're ruining the town or whatever? Well, a lot of everything. Uh, big apartment complexes. Like one person says, "Oh yeah, we've got those in Portland. They're now slums." Um, and uh, just in the roads, you go down Lata or Kootenay, uh, they've got so many stripes of what lane you're supposed to be in, and then there's a walk lane, a park lane, and then you see the person on the bicycle going down the sidewalk. Um, I mean, we have more traffic in this town than we've ever had, and we're doing away with lanes. As you know, coming into town the old way and going out, we put Jersey barriers up, wiping out a whole lane. But uh, this city council and mayor, I think personally, nice people, but they're they're smoking something. They're out to lunch. And they're all up for re-election, and if we don't change this town, it won't be the Boise that everybody wants to be in, unfortunately. Now, you said you're um, in Boise. Do you live in the Boise city limits? Yes, I do. So you can vote in the election. Uh, the other thing I want to parse out here just real quickly, um, you specifically mentioned the porta-potties, which are going to be kind of perma-potties instead of porta-potties. Is there, are you against those? Or I, I guess I couldn't tell other than the fact that uh, maybe you were against how much they cost. Well, a, a couple things. One is, is 
I fully support you have to have public bathrooms in park areas and recreational areas. But these are popping up in places that we've never had anything like that. My question is, why do we need it there now, except are we supporting more homeless issues um, and the cost of it? Now, my, um, you here, here's, here's where, I, and the reason, this is the reason I ask, because you brought up Portland. Um, I'm going to bring up San Francisco in the same, same reason, and the, for the same reason as Seattle, for, for all similar reasons about how many people are defecating on the streets. And like, for, for instance, in San Francisco, you don't have public bathrooms and businesses, just like here, I'm guessing, don't allow you. There's a lot of places that have, hey, if you're not a client, you don't get to come into our business and use the bathroom. Is this, and I don't know if it is or not, but I'm just asking, is this a preemptive strike to make sure that we don't start having problems like Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco where people are pooping on, on sidewalks in our streets? Now they have a place to go. So to speak. Yeah, and you, I think you could look at it that way. My question is, is we don't have a problem yet. We need to enforce that issue. But, again, the cost of all of a sudden, uh, there was no public hearing, no no meetings about this. And I know they're trying to put one down by C.W. Moore Park and the group that controls that, and it's a historical area. They don't want it down there. Um, I just think we're creating more problems to, you know, this, this government that we have here in the city, uh, you know, it's well we need to – Low-income housing is number one priority. What about us taxpayers that, you know, are paying and paying and paying? And I fully understand there are people out there that need help, and I have no problem helping somebody. It's the people that don't want help but want all the, you know, help the services that they can get. Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. I don't have an answer for you, but it's a good question to ask. I don't either, but let me tell you, when you go to your 50th reunion, be prepared for a shock factor. Because <laughs> there's a lot of old people that will show up. And, and I'll add one thing. The, the, the football jocks that thought they walked on water, uh-huh. they don't walk on water anymore. And <laughs> their I, their and knees I are shot. one of those. I, I was a geek, so I can relate. You know? uh, funny stuff. <laughs> Thank care. you for the call. Um, I was talking to uh, one of my best friends from high school yesterday, having a similar conversation about seeing people and go, you know, gosh, they look old. And then re- the realization yeah. hits you is like, I think they're my age. Uh, <laughs> and then you start to go, do I look that old? I think it's good. Yes. The football, <laughs> it's, it's good. The football players learn to swim, though. That's, that's a positive thing. <laughs> this one isn't um, signed, but it says, wasn't Randy Jackson from American Idol in the band Chicago at some point? I think he was a bass player. Is he still in the band? Journey is the band that he was in. And when they were here in the mid to late 80s, he was with them. But no, not Chicago. And I think he's played in a few other bands, but I think you're right. I don't think he's well, he ever, was a, he he's was ever a, played with Chicago. He was a Sessions bass player yeah. for a long time, so yeah. he has played in various ones. Uh, email in, uh, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, from Mary, she says, uh, Mike, AOC might be a bad example for your redistribution example. She's only 33. She's first generation, so family members are out and not married, so in-law family out. In my opinion, they're courting older independent voters. What better um, stay, I think you meant way, what better way to get them to vote Democrat? Uh, Mary, you're right. Under the current... Student redistribution plan with 804 people, 804,000 people that are approved 
that is going on right now. That is true. However, Biden and Democrats are pushing a new mass student loan forgiveness plan that that will forgive everybody ten to twenty thousand dollars. Now, the original one you remember was overturned by the Supreme Court. So now he's going at it a different way. After the Supreme Court knocked down the earlier proposal. Uh, the administration turned to a different process for mass forgiveness allowed under Federal Higher Education Act. So that's what he's doing right now. So that would still fall under what AOC and some of the other Democrats are pushing to get across. Uh, this is a negotiated rulemaking process. Now, it's going to be a lengthy process because it involves a committee of stakeholders who must all unanimously agree on a policy proposal. So this could take a year or more, plus there's definitely going to be court challenges. So chances are this could take a long time. Tuesday of this week, the Federal Education Department said it is opening a call for people who want to serve on that committee, which will meet starting in October. Specifically, the agency wants 14-member committee to include four people who are current students and student student loan borrowers who have distinct levels of education and experiences at different types of colleges and universities, Four people from institutions of higher education, including historically black colleges and universities and minorities serving institutions. Two members representing state officials and attorneys general. Two people from civil rights organizations and legal assistance organizations. One member of the U.S. military service member or veteran. And one representative from the Federal Family Education Loan Program. Once the members are selected, the committee is scheduled to meet virtually October 10th through the 11th, November 6th through the 7th, and December 11th through the 12th to discuss ideas for reform. Education Department said that the meetings will be open to the public and include opportunities also for public comment. So when I say that they are still pushing for mass loan forgiveness, that's not the current program that you know, the 5,700 people in Idaho here who are approved who have been paying for 20 years already. This is a new program that Biden is pushing. So that's why uh, AOC and some of the other squad members were used as an example. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Anything you want to talk about, it's all open for you on Friday. We're down to the last 45 minutes or so. Also, down to the last few minutes, last chance, to enter in to get those Chicago concert tickets, just tell us who you think is going to win the game tomorrow, Boise State or Washington, and what the score is. We'll pick one person at random coming up here in just a few minutes. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922. All right. I just sent out a text to our winner. So if you're one of those people who had uh, texted us in, I need your name so we can uh, so, announce the winner, tell you how to pick up your tickets. So I would have gotten it by now. <laughs> Washington 42, BSU 17. I really, really thought for a moment maybe I shouldn't pick them because they were picking Washington to win. But I did say it was going to be at random. So. At random, this person won. Uh, so if if you're the person who wrote in, you thought Washington is going to beat Boise State 42-17, to 17, which is not even close to being right, um, you are the winner. So go ahead. Text us back your name, address, phone number, all that good stuff. We'll tell you how to pick up uh, your tickets. The uh, person who wanted to know about Randy Jackson wrote back and said, Thank you. It was the 80s when I saw him, so I could not remember. I thought it was Chicago, but Journey makes sense as well. Thanks for clearing that up. No problem. 
And uh, Jerry says, I think the porta potties are great. Do you know how many businesses downtown reject you if you're just looking for a restroom? Been a lifesaver Saturday mornings, especially with toddlers. The village has the solution with really nice public restrooms. It's not always political. Sometimes it's just a place to go. Ben in Boise, listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you. Morning, guys. Hey, I got a question for you on the student loan ripoff. Does uh, Biden's new plans have to go through the Supreme Court for approval and the Congress for the money? They only go to the Supreme Court if somebody sues. And you can pretty much be guaranteed somebody's going to sue. Oh, yeah. So probably. So in this in this particular instance, I don't know if you just heard me, they've got 14 people who will meet, and they all have to agree on what the policy is. I don't know if you've ever got 14 people in a room to try to agree on anything, like even what you want to have for lunch. Yeah. It's almost impossible, right? So this is going to be a, this is going to be a long process. It could take years before this actually gets done, and if it takes years, plural, um, there's going to possibility be a, a new president in the White House. So it could so. it could eventually go away anyway. Thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah. it. You, you can get large yeah. groups of people to agree on things. I mean, Jim Jones did it. <laughs> Anyway, um, Chris. Well, I'm just saying. Too soon. There are examples. Too soon. In, uh, it was 1979. Too soon. Uh, James in Garden City says the caller who says Boise is being ruined is referring to symptoms of growth. How can you stop growth? Construction limitations, closed borders, free markets do what free markets do. By the way, those things you just mentioned, all illegal. So, no, you can't stop growth. You can try to control it, help it. All right, I'm I'm going to take a guess at your name. Is your name Boney? Tony. Tony. All right. It looked like it's it's got a B here, so must have got some wrong fingers on the typing. Well, um, you guys didn't pay attention in English class. <laughs> I like the name Boney uh, a little bit better. He so can, He uh, can say, I be Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd ask my wife if I could change it. Um, All right, uh, Tony, what do you want to talk about? I got a stump the chumps uh, question because I'm a chump, but you guys paid attention in um, in civics class, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, the U.S. Constitution was um, based on uh, deterrence of tyranny, three branches of government, uh, balance of power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things me- it aimed to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear. It's almost 250 years old. So, um, why is not? I mean, talk about tyranny, uh, selective prosecution, malicious prosecution, election interfering, are all illegal, and uh, fly right in the face of the Constitution. Why do you think uh, Trump? team is not going directly to the Supreme Court, given the timing, you know, because if it goes, if it goes through the steps of, you know, trials and then repeals, and it'll be a couple of years. Well, and there's an election coming up. I, I can answer that question for you, Tony, really quickly. You can't take it directly to the Supreme Court. You, can, you can't. Exigent circumstances? No, like you, you, you can't just Supreme go. Court. I'm taking this to the Supreme yeah. Court. I'm bypassing and, all the other courts. And the Supreme Court chooses the uh, cases that they want to rule on, and sometimes they reject things and say just send it back to the lower court. 
But it has to go through lower courts to get to the Supreme Court first. And part of the reason that nobody's uh, taken it to court yet is because even though it looks like maybe that's what's going on, they can't prove that's why that's going on. Mm. And that's that kind of the problem here, and, and we've discussed this before. I mean, Trump has 91 charges against him in the four different cases. Um, and even some of the constitutional um, experts who have weighed in on this said that there's almost no way that Trump isn't going to be found guilty of at, at least one or two or more of the charges. However, they said that there's a good chance that once he is found guilty and then he appeals those, if it does get to the Supreme Court based on the evidence, they don't think that it's going to stand up to appeals court challenges once it gets out of district courts or the state courts or the federal courts, wherever it's being held. However, we don't know yet. We don't know that yet. But the problem here's the problem where it exists. If he does appeal and then on appeal found not guilty, it's too late to do anything about it because the election is already over and the damage has been done. He can't go back then and go, well, wait a minute. You know, this is probably the reason why I didn't get elected president. So can we go back? No. Now, that doesn't mean he might not try based on some of the stuff he's already tried. Um, but that's that's the problem is, is this is going to be going on right smack dab in our next election. Some people believe that that is on purpose. Yeah. Well, they better think of something because... Uh you know, aggression is the best uh, defense um, because if they just let this go, that they, that's exactly what the Dems are doing. They're just running out the clock, and all that's going to be is a formula in the future for either party to try this later. Yeah. Actually, in a legal system, aggression isn't the best defense. It just makes you, it gets you in more trouble. And the unfortunate thing is, uh, if you've paid attention to any court cases at all, none of them are ever quick. Justice moves at a very slow pace thanks for the call take a break more of your phone calls and emails uh phone lines are packed there is one line open now if you're on the phone stay right yeah i promise we'll get to you next broadcasting from the empire title studios we are news talk kdoi all right well the u.s may soon follow canada's lead i guess they're trying to protect us all from beer because that's the most dangerous thing going on in america right now the biden administration's health czar dr george koob reportedly looking at urging Americans to drink no more than two beers a week. Two beers a week? I know people who drink more than that during the first, I don't know, quarter of their favorite game. Power <laughs> hour, baby. I'm just saying, that might be 30 minutes. Uh, current USDA guidelines say men should limit alcohol intake to two drinks or fewer a day. Women, just one drink. Two beers a week? All right, everybody, start you know. shouting with me. Dr. George Koob is a boob. Dr. George Koob is a boob. No, it's essentially doctors in another country, Canada in this case, where they drink a lot more than we do here, said that people should cut down on drinking and probably you shouldn't have more than two a day. No, two a week. Or two a week. Is that what it is? Yeah. You shouldn't have more than, okay, you shouldn't have more than two a week. And they just said it's just a guideline. And so there's a, an organization here uh, that... Um, said okay and, and they put out the same information but the this organization's job is to get people to drink less and not to drink and drive and and they they try to counter alcoholism and things like that so it's not really a, you know a health czar uh who's saying all this stuff and it's it's not it's it's got nothing to do with biden it's just you know he, he didn't order them to do this and he's not trying to take away anyone's beer however 
if you just watch Fox and listen to Ted Cruz, that's exactly what's going on. Ted Cruz went on Fox and said, basically, Joe Biden's trying to take away your beer. Two beers a week does sound ridiculous. Well, you don't have to do anything about it. It's just a recommendation. Right. I mean, who says, I bet, who says I bet, everybody wants to live a long time? But this might be one of the same doctors that recommended that uh, masks work, and uh, if you get vaccinated, you'll never get COVID. There we go. Saw how those recommendations work. Science. So go ahead and drink, drink them while you got them until the government which, takes away your right to do it. Science of which medicine is part is, is, is constantly learning, and they're constantly erasing something they thought before and learning something new. And you pretty much just operate, you know, on, on whatever information you have at the time. Mark and Meridian listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Good. I wanted to uh, talk about voting. I was back uh, in 1980s. Uh, I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area, and a referendum came up saying that uh, you want to pay a dollar extra to cross the bridge. Everybody in the neighborhood said, hell no. The whole neighborhood said no. Um, and somehow it passed by like a big majority. And I was really confused. And then it happened again 10 years later, so they got another dollar. And I'm thinking, it's all electronical. There's no way that they can trace who voted what. And uh, I just don't trust it. Like, I, I want a paper vote. It's, it's a lot safer. It's, it's more uh, reliable. I don't, you know... Computers can be hacked. Uh, computers are programmed. Who's programming the, com- the programmer? It's just, uh, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about the voting thing. I just uh, wanted to put in my two cents. Nobody in your, I've seen it happen over and over again in the San Francisco Bay Area. Nobody in your neighborhood wanted uh, that to happen? Who, 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 wants, who wants to vote a dollar extra to pay for anything? You, you know, it just don't make sense, but... Well, all I can tell you is somebody had to be benefiting from it. Oh, somebody did. Probably a politician's yeah. pocket, probably. So I don't, I don't get it. Undoubtedly, Lobbyists probably benefited. Undoubtedly, somebody made it seem like a good idea. It didn't permeate your neighborhood, but someplace it must have. Thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, Tim writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, the reason we should have cameras in all the Trump trials is so Trump can't lie about what's happening in the trials. Mega people need to see the evidence presented. That's Tim. Rob in Caldwell, listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you. You wanted to talk about uh, bathrooms in Boise? Or bathrooms, period. What makes me laugh is if you ever spend any time in Europe, they're, they don't really, they're not that concerned about what bathroom you actually use sometimes. You know, you got to go, you got to go. So if you have to use a men's, women's, or whatever, most places they don't even have men's or women. It's just a bathroom or a restroom, rather. Okay. When the one guy was talking about dorm rooms, yeah, check them out over there too. When they say co-ed, they really mean co-ed. Well, we have co-ed. We have co-ed. We have co-ed dorm rooms here. Yeah, well, no, the boys are one end, the girls are something. Well, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I I don't think you 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 run into too many parents who want their their um, son sleeping with uh, in in a girls' room and girls sleeping um, in a boys' room. We have co-ed dorms. We have. Same room, they sleep on the same floor together, but they also share the same facilities. Okay, it's not like there's separate facilities in some of these places, mostly in Europe, because of cost and everything else. Which that's why they think we're so immature over here when it comes to this stuff. And uh, but that's kind of funny when I hear people talk that way. 
But if one guy has said, well, I'd go in there and beat the guy up or whatever, no. Camp out. If a, guy, if a guy thinks he's a girl, wants to stay in a girl's dorm room, fine. Then what you do is you just go in there and you just camp out in her room and make him leave. I mean, that's also what, illegal, what? though. No, well, no. How's that illegal? For you to camp out in somebody else's room? Well, no, 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 no. Your daughter trespassing. Let's say your daughter. Yeah, if your daughter says, "Well, my dad's staying here for a while because he has nowhere else to stay," yeah, what the, are they going to say? And, and, in the dorms, they don't let not, you do that. Not legal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would make it legal. Now, it's not legal for a guy. Now, if you wanted to pay tuition, to if you wanted to pay tuition and become a student at that university, then you could do it. But, uh, yeah, like you and I, we just can't go into Boise State University and go, you know what? I'm going to stay in this dorm room just because I want to. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the last, uh, what do you got? The last uh, email you got from somebody or text message talking about cameras in the courtroom. I said, yeah, that would be fine because that way we can see how really crooked our, our Justice Department really is, you know, based on the facts of what's been going on. If people would actually pay more attention to real news on certain items, they would understand what, exactly what is happening. And if you understand the Constitution and how it works and what's legal and what's not legal, just like when, what's your name, uh, Hubba, the, one of his attorneys, they've already won a lot of cases based on the fact is it's called immunity. All presidents have immunity from anything they did while they were in office, what they said, what they did. Nope. Okay. Even the debacle Biden did with uh, getting out of Afghanistan, he can't he can't get sued or go to court after that. They can't take him to court. Families can't go after him because it happened while he was a president. Okay, they can't. Oh, when he gets out of office, we're going to do this. Can't do that. Well, well, maybe now if they're going after Trump, they might do it. But basically, no. All presidents have immunity. It's a fact. It's not. It's in the Constitution. It was to protect the office. So that way he wouldn't have to worry about what he did based on the fact that somebody might indict him after he got out of office. So that's why you can't indict a sitting president either. Same reason. Well, I guess we'll, we'll get to find out when uh, it goes to court. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it, yeah. Rob. And what they enjoy immunity from is lawsuits, not criminal um, charges. Carrie uh, writes in and says, you need to let Tim know the real reason we need cameras in courtrooms in Georgia is to hear with our own ears the BS charges and lack of evidence showing any proof of criminal wrongdoing by Trump and the other defendants. I think that's so what he just said. You got, you got two different people who are weighing in on two different ways of viewing cameras in the courtroom. And I mentioned earlier this morning, I personally don't think Trump has one problem whatsoever with cameras being in the courtroom just because he likes any and all publicity that he can get. I mean, you look at you look at when he turned himself in on these charges. He turned himself in at what time of the day? Prime time. Seven o'clock at night, so that he could prime time news coverage, and he made seven point one million dollars in donations based on the publicity that he got from those charges. So I don't think Trump himself has any problems with this being on national television so that people can see it. And you also have to, I mean, we don't know what's going to come out in this case. I mean, you look at Kyle Rittenhouse. I think everybody assumed before Kyle Rittenhouse went to, went to court that, man, he was going to be toast, right? And we got, that was, that was all on television. And as you watch that, and I watched many hours of that, a very interesting case. And as you got to watch the hours and hours of that, had we not been able to watch that, you would have thought, how could they have found him not guilty? Actually, everything he did. 
actually before that went to trial, a whole lot of people said that they watched the tape and and uh, had people not been you know trying to tackle him, he wouldn't have shot anybody. Probably not. So I thought he was going to get off, and he did. Yeah. Uh, Paula says if if a significant number of people refuse to pay back student loans, the federal government will be on the hook for over a trillion dollars. This will cause major problems in the economy. No. Trillion, no, trillion here, a trillion there. No, the federal government will not be on the hook for a trillion dollars. The federal government, I don't know how many times I have to say this, federal government makes no, nothing, the federal government sells nothing, federal government is not in business to make a profit. The taxpayers will be on the hook for trillions of dollars. Not the federal government. We all, us taxpayers, will be on the hook. Federal government will not be on the hook. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Last chance to get in once again this morning. I want to congratulate uh, Mike Rennick. He was the one that uh, won our tickets to Chicago. Mike will be going to the Chicago concert coming up here this coming Sunday night. Congratulations uh, to all of our winners this week, and thank you for all who participated this morning trying to get those uh, concert tickets. I want to remind you that coming up on Tuesday, we're Monday, we have off for Labor Day. Tuesday, we'll begin giving away tickets to Boise State's home opener against UCF. Listen in all next week. Our show, Nate Showman's show, we have more Boise State tickets than anybody else, and you'll have a chance to start winning them next week. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, uh, some other breaking news. We get to break news twice. It's kind of uh, over the same story. We told you earlier this morning, just after it broke, the ACC will be adding the Stanford Cardinal, Cal Bears, and SMU Mustangs. They're inviting them to officially. Yeah, officially. Um, there's pretty much agreement already there. They have to officially, each school has to officially vote on it. Um, but it's uh, expected to happen probably as soon as next week for the 2024 season. Um, this is just breaking news in a couple of minutes ago. Um, AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco released a public statement um, all but putting the possibility of adding the leftovers to their conference to bed. Washington State and Oregon State will not be added to the AAC. The American Conference. American Conference. The one, so this that, is the different. one that used to be the Big East. Yeah, ACC yeah. is the conference that invite is inviting Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And the hope was for Washington State and Oregon State that maybe get an invitation from the AAC. You know who that leaves left? Uh, the Mountain West. Mountain West. Maybe the Sun Belt if they want to travel cross country. Or the independent designation. Uh, independent would be very. Here's here's why the independent. Because a lot of people were saying, oh, Stanford could go independent. Problem is, who are you going to play? If you have these super conferences who require at least 10 or 11 yeah. games in conference. BYU, Notre Dame, Army, Navy, then what? BYU's not independent. They're not anymore. No. Okay. Yeah. So, I in. Who who are you going to play? Are you just going to play like you just said those three teams, and then a whole bunch of what non Power Five or uh, what is it FC, FS, FCS I, whatever the one double A I am always confused by that's, FC, that, that's, FCS that's, right yeah that's FCS that's the new designation C C is championship B is bowl there you go okay so um, with that being said if you read between the lines the next best option is probably the Mountain West. 
So the Mountain West next year could be growing by. That's my prediction, by the way. I'm just I'm going to make an outlandish prediction. Boise uh, State will have two new teams next year yeah. in the Mountain West that they could be playing: you're, Washington State and Oregon State. You're right. I for, I'd forgotten about BYU uh, not being independent anymore, but uh, yeah, Army in Big Twelve Army uh, still independent. Navy isn't. Yeah, they're um, in the AAC yeah, also, doing, right? Uh, but uh, Notre Dame still independent, and uh, UMass and Connecticut, UConn and UMass are both still independent, or are independent now, anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have viewed uh, Washington State and Oregon State trying to be independent, just having those particular teams to play. Maybe they could have picked up a few others. I don't know. Landscape is definitely going to be changing over the next year. It'll be interesting to see where we go. I think it would be great if they banded together and uh, decided to stay the pack, too. (laughs) Now, here's what you do every year. You You get a 50% chance of winning the conference. Every every year you play one conference game and 11 (laughs) non-conference games. It's going to make it pretty difficult for... Uh, the athletic director to find somebody to pad the schedule with. I wonder if it, because I don't know how long the Pac 12 um, con- uh, contractually is a part of the Power Five conferences and the championship bowl subdivision. Could they stay the Pac 12 if they don't break up and do what you said and still be considered as the Pac 12 champion? To be able to get into one of the New Year's Day bowls yeah. just from winning one of one game a year, I, I don't know contractually the, if they'd be able to do that or not. BYU was independent for twelve years because they left the Mountain West after twenty ten, apparently because they heard we were coming, and uh, then they were independent for twelve years, and then this year we're in the Big Twelve. Paul in Nampa, listening on six seventy AM this morning. Good morning, you're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'll be brief. Um, you know, you're talking about these high-priced porta potties or permanent permanent bathrooms. The one thing you're not talking about is how you're going to clean them. I've I've had to do that job cleaning public restrooms, and I can tell you from my experience, it is not. It's a thankless job, and it is hideous. They they put their own feces in every little nook and cranny in that restroom that they can think of before they leave. Paul, that's you, why you got paid so well. I, wasn't, I didn't get paid that well, but oh. I'm putting you know, it's, it's a thankless job, and it's, it's horrible. Somebody's going to have to have a hazmat suit to be able to do that. And once you clean it and you get another 10 people to use it, then it's, it's just as dirty as it was an hour before when you got there to clean it. So somebody's going to have to do that on a regular basis. Cool. Once we're, we're going to have to have porta potty attendants. One once again, better than pooping on the street. My opinion. Not a lot better, but a little. Still better. Yeah. Uh, Gary says uh, those who have been uh, paying their student loans and are planning to boycott future payments probably don't have any knowledge in their b- brains to be sucked out. <laughs> Uh, Mike real yeah, quickly yeah, says, "You never know." Unfortunately, Boise is already in the toilet. It's no longer my Boise, and I am native. I was ruined years ago, and will continue. It will continue to get worse. I will have to leave my hometown, and it's not by choice. It's a sad state of affairs. 
Thank you, Mike. Uh, that's it for us today. Don't forget, Boise State football tomorrow beginning at 8.30 in the morning with the Bronco game day. Jay Bates and Richie Brock will take you all the way through the post-game activities tomorrow night. Be listening in for all the action across all of our AM, FM, apps, everything. We're off on Monday. When we come back on Tuesday, though, we'll have a chance, your first chance to get your tickets to the Boise State home opener against UCF. Have yourself a safe weekend.